everybody. Merry Christmas. This is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, December 20th. Today we're going to be talking about some simple Christmas traditions. I'm hoping to sort of walk you down out of your Christmas tree. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Right, so I am getting um, ready over here to host just a very simple Christmas. We had a crazy Thanksgiving at our house, and we we're mellowing it out for Christmas this year. Going to have kind of a quiet Christmas, and I'm actually looking forward to it. And in fact, my friend Alexandra Heckendahl is going to be coming on the podcast with me on Friday, and she has a brand new book. And I just want to I want to uh, give her a shout out because I wasn't able to fit her in until the 22nd, and she has a great book called "Loving My Actual Christmas." Moment of silence, you guys, for loving our actual Christmas. So I'm laughing right now uh, because we had family pictures taken last week, and uh, and they didn't turn out great. <laughs> it wasn't because uh, the photographer wasn't great. So shout out to Sweet Callahan. Uh, she did a great job. It was because right before then, Noah decided to come down with this little flu. So the three younger people in our family, so my grandson, Noah, uh, got sick all of a sudden. And in all the pictures, he, is totally, he looks totally miserable. And it was freezing cold. We were in the gorge. And so we're talking about it's freezing. Uh, we have kids who are unhappy. And uh, shortly after that, I think Wesley, I want to say like two hours after we did the, sh- the photo shoot, Wesley, uh, the younger of my two grandsons, Savannah's youngest, uh, threw up everywhere. I mean, it was a it was a barf extravaganza. And then the very next day... Uh, our youngest daughter, Sailor, who just turned seven, she got it. And so we were like, okay, we're going to love our actual Christmas. We're going to go, these are not uh, the best Christmas pictures that our family ever took, but we made a memory. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you. Well, first of all, come back on Friday because you're going to love hearing from Alexander. Her heart is so precious. But also to encourage you, that really, the devil's just trying to, I think in so many ways, he's trying to distract us. He hates Christmas. Yeah, okay, so you know, you're a mean one, Mr. Green. Okay, that's really, the de- the that's the devil. He hates Christmas. He's the enemy of this world. He's on the prowl. He hates Christmas. And he wants to rob us of the true meaning of Christmas, I think, in many ways. And the first way he does that is just by, uh, I think, having us be so distracted by gifts and consumerism that we forget that what we're doing is actually celebrating Advent, the coming of Emmanuel God with us. It's incredible. You guys, Christmas, oh my goodness, is a chance for us to say, thank you, Jesus. Uh, something uh, we've been doing with our kids this year is reading Ann Voskamp's uh, Advent celebration, Unwrapping the Greatest Gift. You know, you op- I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Probably too late for this year. Actually, it's not too late. You could get it and still totally enjoy it because the book is wonderful. But you open this big, beautiful book and uh, there's a Christmas ornament to hang on the tree, and then every day a small devotion. And it's so important. It's so, you guys, we're exhausted. Are you exhausted? Christmas is exhausting. Like we're trying to fit in uh, family pictures, which by the way, I'm looking over at Jay. I think I say we just never do Christmas pictures again. I say we do them in July <laughs> when we're not, yeah, when we're not like trying to fit one more thing in. And hopefully the, the flu, is off, obviously the flu isn't going around. But the enemy will try to distract you. And he is deceptive, right? Uh, Revelation 12 verse 9 tells us that he um, is the the accuser of our soul. He is 
deceptive by nature, and he loves it when we have no room in our schedule for God. We're too busy to pray. We talked about this on Monday. We're too busy to uh, to spend time with the Word because we have so many things going on. And I think, man, oh man, um, this is so important for us to get down. Don't let the enemy steal your joy. This is the reason why I'm excited about Alexandra coming on on Friday, because I think she's going to say, hey, listen, we can love our actual Christmas when we recognize why we're having Christmas in the first place. Uh, there is an article at crosswalk.com called uh, Seven Ways Satan is Trying to uh, Sabotage Your Christmas. <laughs> I'll link back to it today because I looked at it and I'm like, dude, this is totally right. And at the top of their list was distraction and business. Number two on their list is comparison and jealousy. The Bible says in John 8, that the enemy is a liar and he's great at whispering, you're not enough. So we can find ourselves looking around at what, every, at, at what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is buying, what everyone else is getting. And you kind of notice how people seem to have it all together, which is why I was telling you, if, uh, if you follow me on social media, I'm sure that by the time you've seen or heard this podcast, I will have put up at least a couple pictures uh, from our photo shoot. Actually, the one of our seven kids turned out pretty good because no one was puking. <laughs> but um, we look at people who we think have, you know, picture perfect lives and picture perfect families and perfect photos. And the truth is, you know, of 140 pictures, we got three that are right. And that's real life. And whenever we want to have what other people have, that's the enemy, right? We're too busy looking around us to wonder why we're not more like those other people to ever notice that God might be wanting to speak directly to us. And he's saying, look, your value is found in me. And you guys, our security and our joy have to come from the Lord. If they come from someplace else, they're going to be sorely misplaced and we're going to lose the joy of Christmas. Remember John 10, 10, it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But I came so that you might have life and have it in abundance. God wants you to have abundant life. And you know, you know what? Abundant life is not found in presence under your tree. It really isn't. Abundant life is found in walking in right relationship with God. Number three on the list is the enemy is a tempter, Matthew 4, verse 3, and he will tempt you uh, with greed. And so we buy things that we can't afford, right, Uh, to impress people that we don't know with money that we don't even have. And I think I see that every single Christmas, uh, we, we feel like we have a need to help satisfy a void that's deep inside through gift giving. And we get, that's a lure, it's a lie. Because if there were no presents, and we've told our kids this before, Jay and I have had many, many Christmases where uh, we didn't have, we had hardly anything. And I think I look back and I think sometimes those were some of the most precious uh, Christmases that we had with our children, was just recognizing that we can find joy in Jesus. And we find joy in just um, having some hot chocolate and going out and looking at Christmas lights. We took our kids last week to uh, Follow the Star which was a free event that was happening in Portland. And we walked our kids through the nativity. And do you know what? Um, we fought all the way there. I'm just, I'm just being honest, right? Our kids were crying. We got there. We, there were too many people to be in our group. So we thought we, we got there really early. We got there at five o'clock and we couldn't get in until eight o'clock. So for three hours, we sat there while our kids were like rolling their eyes. And why are we here? And I looked at my husband at one point and we were like, maybe we should just you know, bag it, <laughs> go home. And they were like, no, that's what that's what the enemy wants. And there's no reason why we can't sit here and be joyful while we listen to Christmas carols and wait for our turn to walk through this nativity. And I realized, boy, the enemy works in lots of ways to sabotage our Christmas because he hates Christmas. 
So if you're struggling and your kids are just, you know, uh, ruined their gingerbread houses and uh, took Sharpie markers to your favorite Christmas ornaments, can I just tell you, the enemy wants to sabotage your Christmas. And I want to encourage you back to a place of just being joyful this time of year, no matter what. And so um, another way that the enemy will sabotage your Christmas is through unforgiveness and resentment. The enemy is a schemer. We learn that in Ephesians 6, verses 11 and 12. And maybe you thought, and I've been dealing with a little bit of this in my own life recently, just from some hurts that feel sort of fresh in my life. And we live in such a broken, fallen world. And it's easy to think that we've forgiven that wrong or that hurt from months ago. And we thought we put it to rest, but then something happens and the holidays are great for this, right? Um, and the devil just wants to stick it to you, right? He just wants, he doesn't want you to forgive and to move forward. He wants you to hang on to that bitterness and hang on to that resentment. And bitterness is like kryptonite to your walk with God. So don't stay stuck in your pain. If you're if you're thinking about someone right now, or it just keeps kind of rearing its ugly head, can I encourage you to pray for that person? You guys, I'm telling you what, the enemy cannot hang around when you come before the Lord and you say, Father, I can't do, I can't do this by myself. And so I'm going to lift this person before you today. Who This person hurt me, but I know that they love you. And so bless them. Bless them in their marriage. Bless them in their ministry. Bless them in their family. God will do it. His healing covers it all. His healing is huge. To quote Donald Trump, it's huge. So access it. You can access it through the power of prayer. Really quickly before I go today, I want to give you just a couple of ideas for a simpler Christmas. If you're struggling through just, you know, I can't, I can't participate in the cookie thing. I can't do, can I just, can I just um, unhitch you from the guilt train right now? Because you don't have to go. You don't have to be on it. I know Christmas is just a few days away, but there are lots of things that you can do that are quiet and will have just as much meaning for your kids. One of our favorite things to do in our family is to have movie nights. We do that just pop some popcorn, you know, eat those things that we only eat one time of year. Um, Savannah told me the other day that Noah got into her candy cane stash and ate 17 candy canes. I'm hoping it was the little ones. (laughs) But I remember uh, as our kids were, when our kids were little, the things that we did that were um, the simplest had the greatest impact. So take them out looking uh, at Christmas lights, read the Christmas story with your children, take some time to make a special dinner. Um, I feel like I read an article, I can't remember where it was. Maybe it just came through my um, Facebook feed. Um, and this mom was saying, please stop inviting me to your Christmas parties <laughs> because she didn't have enough time to enjoy her family. And I think I, I think it's, it's very well, uh, it was very well stated. So I want to just encourage you at the top of your Christmas holiday list this year to just breathe, breathe. Take a moment with a cup of coffee, write down some things that you're thankful for, um, spend some time with the Lord, spend some time in quietness with your children, and then remind yourself of what this is all about. Um, I have, I'll link back to some of my, my favorite Christmas uh, books, which you can uh, buy on Amazon or run down to your local library. We have a Christmas library in our house, and I love to get it down every year because it's a chance for us to just sit and be quiet and read with our children. So get beyond uh, the struggle and the stress of Christmas and really enjoy your children. Enjoy the simple things. Another really simple thing that we do uh, and have done for many years is to um, have Christmas placemats. And we write down kind of messages about things that we love about that person 
and their name is on that placemat, and then we pass it to the right. And I've got lots of Sharpies and pens, and we can draw something on their placemat. And then we give them to uh, to our guests and to our family. And those become precious reminders in the years to come. When you get out those placemats and you put them down, or maybe you tape them to your wall so that you can read them, uh, many of the messages on the placemats that we've had in years past are from uh, people in my family who are no longer here. They're with the Lord. And they become precious reminders of what's really important. People and relationships are always more important than presents and reservations. All right. So we think I'm going to, I'm going to make a reservation at this amazing restaurant. We're going to have all this amazing, we're going to do all these amazing things. And we sometimes push aside the preciousness of the relationships uh, because we're so focused on gift giving and the consumerism of Christmas. So I just want to encourage you beyond that uh, this year, um, put up some boundaries in your life, be content with your season in life. And then ask the Lord to give you joy, to fill you with joy. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Uh, Before I leave today, I want to remind you again that my friends at IEW are doing their awesome, awesome, awesome Christmas giveaway. You can check that out at IEW.com forward slash Christmas 2017. You will not be disappointed. They're giving away some really cool stuff. And they're just awesome people. So if you're not familiar with the Institute for Excellence in Writing, now's a great time because you could possibly, hello, win something. So check it out at IEW.com forward slash Christmas 2017. Also want to just encourage you, if you have been blessed by this podcast, we would be blessed by your giving. This podcast is largely listener supported. And if you're looking for a ministry to support at the end of the year through year-end giving, uh, we depend on these year-end, uh, the year-end gifts that we get at Firmly Planted Family, which is the nonprofit organization that is sort of the steam engine behind this podcast. And we would be thrilled if you would consider giving monthly to support the podcast. Um, I will link back to it in the show notes today. Also, if you want to send a one-time gift, we would be blessed by that. Also, you can send donations to Firmly Planted Family, P.O. Box 460, Battleground, Washington, 98604. I hope you guys are having a wonderful Christmas season. I'm going to be praying for you that your lives would be simple and that you would take the time to enjoy your children. And I'm telling you what, you are going to love hearing from my friend Alexandra as we talk about on Friday, um, how to enjoy your actual Christmas. So the Holy Spirit is here. God came, Emmanuel, God with us. Enjoy his presence this Christmas. And I'll see you back here on Friday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.